This week on Art in the Air features freelance graphic designer and Valparaiso University Assistant Professor of Visual Arts, Laura Krepp, discussing her students' current graphic design project for WVLP. Next, we feature multi-talented artist Kevin Fern discussing his art journey and recent work in sculptures. Our spotlight is on Dune Summer Theater's next production of Next to Normal, opening May 26th. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. You're in the know with Esther and Larry. Art on the air today. Stay in the know with Larry and Esther. Art on the air our way. Express yourself through art. And show the world your heart, express yourself to art, and show the world your heart. Welcome, you're listening to Art on the Air on WVLP 103.1 FM and Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, our weekly program covering arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. I'm Larry Breckner of New Perspectives Photography, right alongside here with Esther Golden of The Nest in Michigan City. Aloha, everyone. We're your hosts for Art on the Air. Art on the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant through South Shore Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Art on the Air streams live at WVLP.org and is rebroadcast on Monday at 5 p.m., plus is also heard on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, every Sunday at 7 p.m., also streaming live at lakeshorepublicradio.org and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. Our spotlight interviews are also heard Wednesdays on Lakeshore Public Radio. Information about Art in the Air is available at our website, breck.com slash AOTA. That's breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com slash AOTA. That includes a complete show archive, spotlight interviews, plus our show is available on multiple podcast platforms, including NPR One. Please like us on Facebook, Art on the Air, WVLP, for information about upcoming shows and interviews. And we'd like to welcome back to Art in the Air Spotlight on the Dune Summer Theater. And they're going to talk about some of the things they have going on and also education things going on. And their first production of the season, we have Steve Scott, who's the artistic director, Max DeTogny, and Emily Franks, who's the education coordinator. They're going to all talk about that. Welcome to Art in the Air Spotlight, everyone. Aloha, everyone. Thank you, Larry. Nice to see you. Esther. Yes. Nice to see you. And we'll start with you, Steve. Tell us about your season, especially the first show, which is kind of unique as a musical about mental illness. Well, yeah. And when you describe it, it sounds, oh my God, they could make that into a musical. <laughs> Our first show is a, is a Pulitzer Prize winning musical called Next to Normal, um, which is basically about a family in crisis. Uh, the central character is Diana, uh, uh, a mother who uh, is suffering from severe depression and uh, perhaps some other uh, mental uh, challenges. And uh, we watch her go through various treatments to try to uh, become right. Uh, but we also focus on various members of the family and, and the effect of her illness on everyone around her. Max plays Dan, her husband. Um, I should say before before Max starts talking, when I, every time I describe this, I think, oh, my God, it sounds so, so depressing. I want to go shoot myself. <laughs> uh, but no, it's not. Uh, it's actually very hopeful. And it's about it's a, at, at its heart. It's about family and it's about what normal really is. Uh, you know, we all we all think we should be coming from a normal family and we all discover that there are no normal families. Perhaps all we can ever hope to be is next to normal. So there you go. 
Uh, so Max is playing Dan, and I'd, I'd be fascinated to hear what you think of the character and of the play and, and all of that. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I just want to start by saying this is uh, far and away my favorite musical. Um, it, not just the music, but the storyline. Um, and it, it really makes you question um, your day-to-day. It, it brings a lot of... Um, relatively taboo subjects up um mental health drug addiction drug abuse um and it it sheds new light in ways that make you when you see it make you want to question how those impact your own life um i remember i saw the show on broadway and i was just absolutely devastated at the end it's it's very um intense and heartfelt but it's very um it just it, it's a lot it's a, a an emotional train wreck um but i remember turning around and seeing this this boy who maybe had something going on at home and he was broken and sobbing and had people not his family members like people from the seats behind him and stuff they were all consoling him and i, I think this this show really brings um just a different layer and it's it's so it's so well put together and so well crafted. Yeah, it's it's brilliantly written, and the music is complex, as the actors are finding now. Uh, but but really, ultimately, a, a, a rewarding, very rewarding uh, musical play. And we are partnering with the uh, Samaritan Counseling Group uh, in Michigan City to do a couple of post-show discussions on Sunday afternoons to talk about all of the resources open to people in Laporte and Porter counties who are facing challenges. And I think that's a very important part of our production is kind of reaching out to the community and saying, okay, if you are dealing with this, these are the people you can call who can help. And I, and I, I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's a brilliant collaboration. Congratulations well, yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I was talking to, to the folks that are working with us on the discussions a couple of weeks ago, and I was gaining insights into my own family situation <laughs> that I hadn't heard in 25 years of going to a therapist. So it's uh, it's going to be very exciting, uh, both the play and the discussion. So. Well, other things we have going on, Emily Franks, who is now the education coordinator, also appeared in Cabaret and will appear again in Cabaret. And we'll talk about that later, of course. Emily, tell us about what you have going on for the youth at uh, Dune Summer Theater. Yes, thank you so much. We are so excited about our classes this summer. Uh, we are doing four different classes for and with two different age groups. The 8 to 12-year-olds will have the opportunity to do a cutting from Matilda or a cutting from Susical. And the 13 to 18-year-olds will have the opportunity to do a cutting from Newsies or a cutting from The Adams Family. These are very fun, family-friendly plays. I've taken them, condensed them into just short stories, and every kid will have the opportunity to audition and to get a part um, in this role. We are going to be focusing on acting, some improv, and what that brings into the theater world, and um, singing and dancing, obviously, in these musicals. Now, you don't have to be a singer or a dancer to be a part of these classes. We will definitely allow everyone to be a part of these and we are so excited to bring uh, musical theater to younger students in our area and how do they find out about the courses we have online resources we have all the information online on uh, the the dunes arts foundation website dunesarts.org 
Yes. And we have (laughs) posters up and we are handing out rat cards. We are doing everything we can to advertise for these classes. And when do the courses run? Um, They start June 13th. And uh, the first two start June 13th, and then they run for three weeks apiece. And then the second two classes start um, the the following three weeks. I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head, but uh, they start June 13th. And uh, we also have scholarships available for kids who might not be able to pay the full $200. Um, We really want to bring theater to everyone, no matter, regardless of status or wealth or whatever. We really want everyone to have a chance. So there are on the website, we have scholarships available if you cannot pay for it. Very good. Well, we'd like to thank you all for coming on Art in the Air Spotlight. Uh, Friday, May 27th through June 12th is uh, Next to Normal performances, and you can find out more about the youth programs there for Dune Summer Theater, which is located at 288 Shady Oak Drive in Michiana Shores. Thank you so much for coming on Art on the Air Spotlight. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to Art on the Air, WVLP 103.1 FM, and on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. We would like to welcome Laura Krepp to Art on the Air. Laura is a freelance graphic designer and her company is called Free as a Bird Design. She couples that with being an assistant professor at Valparaiso University in the Communications and Visual Arts Department. Larry and I would like to thank you, Laura, for joining us on Art on the Air today. Oh, no, thank you for having me. We appreciate you coming on and you brought some students on, which we'll introduce later in the thing. But we really want to know about you, about your origin story. I always like to say how you got from where you were to where you are now. So tell us about yourself, Laura. Well, I'm originally from St. Louis, and I uh, went to the University of Iowa for my undergrad. At that time, I wasn't really studying graphic design. I was actually uh, an English major and an art major. And I realized that these two things could come together really beautifully in graphic design. So I decided to uh, continue my studies at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and that brought me close to Northwest Indiana. Um, And I studied visual communications there and also writing. So that's where I really became more familiar with graphic design. And I also met my husband in Chicago who is from Chesterton. So that got me well-established in the Northwest Indiana region. And uh, that kind of brought me here. So And then I I got an amazing opportunity to uh, work at Valparaiso University, and I just had to take it. So it's been a great experience. So what about your childhood, Laura? Were you interested in the arts then? Did you gravitate toward kind of what your interests are now? Absolutely. I actually come from an art background, an art family. My mom is an art teacher uh, for K through eight Uh, She's now retired. My sister is also an art educator for middle school. Uh, My brother is an industrial designer and works on a maker, works, uh, runs a maker space in St. Louis. So they're all still in St. Louis, but creativity and art definitely runs in our blood. Sounds it. (laughs) Very good. How did you get to Valparaiso? I mean, Valpo's a, you know, well-known institution. I mean, and you landed there as an assistant professor. How long you've been there and uh, some of the other classes you teach besides what we're going to talk about later? 
Yeah. So I was actually uh, still working in Chicago for a long time. Even when I lived in Northwest Indiana, I commuted back and forth on the South shoreline. And then I got a couple of opportunities to work for local agencies around here in town. And then eventually I decided to do my own thing and do a freelance business. Uh, With that freelance business, you make a lot of connections with uh, local businesses and organizations. And one of my clients just happened to be Porter County Fair, and they still are a wonderful client of mine. Um, And I got connected with the chair of the art department from Valparaiso University. Uh, She was on the board of the Porter County Fair. So we got to talking. She found out that I was an MFA and they were in need of a graphic design professor. So uh, we kind of made that connection and the rest is history. I've been here now at Valparaiso for a little over two years. And it was a really interesting time to join the university, obviously, with COVID happening. Um, But it has been just a wonderful experience. The community is so supportive. And um, I've been able to teach classes such as web design. Uh, I also teach graphic design. And then the class where these students are from is from advanced design. So and I also teach topics courses every once in a while. And the um, we'll talk about, again, the class. You also have your own business that you run. As I think it's called uh, Free as a Bird Designs. Yeah. Tell us briefly about that and also go ahead and shoot the website here. Yeah, so that is the freelance business that I started before I even became a professor. I just continued that on the side. It's a great way for me to stay connected to the community and continue to work on graphic design and become um, just more skilled in those skill sets. It's constantly evolving. So um, it's free as a bird designs. It is just me, myself, my lonesome that that does it. And you can see my work at freeasabirddesigns.com. And I do logo development, branding, website design and development, and um, any kind of graphic that you would need, whether it's marketing materials, billboards, uh, print or digital design, I'm there for you. So it's an exciting thing and I and I really love doing it. So it's a great thing to do on the side. Are you still working collaboratively at all with Recreate or um, Recreate Media or Smith Donovan? Um, I do stay in touch with them. We kind of have some similar clients. We might trade work every once in a while, things like that, but I don't work for them anymore, no. The Indiana Dunes Tourism and Visitor Center, was that in conjunction with um, um, We Create Media or was that a solo thing that you got um, they still, they still very much work with Smith Donovan, um, and I became introduced with them through when I worked at Smith Donovan, but I still do work for them as a freelancer as well. Oh, excellent. So, Laura, Thanks. tell us about this current class you're working with and in general first, and then we're going to talk about the specific project you're working on this semester. When they come to your advanced class that you're working on branding and design, tell us about what they come in with experience-wise and what hopefully they leave with. So for the advanced design class, they need to have already taken graphic design. So that's the prerequisite for the course. And so they already have a familiarity with a lot of the Adobe Creative uh, Suite program. That includes uh, Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. 
so the students already come to the course with that type of skill set. So really the advanced design course is more about applying those skills and more real world applications, such as working with WVLP. So, and I really try to base this class around design for good. So they learn about how to use their design skills to help nonprofits in particular or local communities. Um, and I think that's just a really important way to not only tap into the community and see what they can provide because design, everyone needs design designers and design people with design skills. So, um, and it's also just a great way to get some real world experience as well. And do all your projects have like a real world life to them? Like uh, this, obviously this is for branding for the various shows in WVLP. And we'll talk a little bit more about that before we talk to your students. But do you always pick some non-for-profit or something to aid them in their design? Yes. So this is the second time I've taught this course. And we last, or it might have been two semesters ago, worked with a nonprofit called Community Change Change Center. And it was a, it's a center that helps uh, previously incarcerated men get in, reincorporated into the community and with, through uh, job skill uh, training and things like that. So we helped that business with an entire rebranding process. They got a brand new logo. They got a brand new letterhead design. They got a brand new email marketing template, um, things that they could use, you know, down the road. And that was such a rewarding experience. And for that one, we only had one client and uh, the the students all kind of competed to see who won at the end. And the client chose the design that they liked best. So that that got a fire under everyone. And that was (laughs) fun. It's so completely commendable, Laura. I mean, I think it's it's just the boost that so many organizations could use. I mean, it, it really can be life shifting for their organization. So I yeah. just applaud you for it. It's a win-win situation, absolutely, because the students get the experience they need before they go out into the real world. And the nonprofits get the designs that they need. These are skilled designers. I think, you know, it's not all to my credit either. They do a lot of hard work. So I think, you know, they really put themselves into the project and have a passion for it. Now, the WBLP project is a little different because you have multiple clients just for our audience. And I'm actually working with Laura as just kind of a liaison I'll say, uh, for this. But uh, I want you to explain that. But uh, unlike designing just one logo for the station, you are designing for the hosts. And some of the challenges with that is the hosts are all volunteers. So tell us a little bit about that process. And then we want to get to interviewing the students that you have there that are working on these. Yeah. So a fellow colleague of mine, Liz Werfel, knew about WVLP, and that's kind of how I get connected with these nonprofits in the area is just kind of through word of mouth and um, just the connections I've made with the community previously. And so I reached out and um, saw if they were interested in working with my advanced design class, and they were excited. And um, we ended up breaking up all of the radio shows and getting a description of them. And the students were able to sign up for the radio show that they were most interested in. And we, they knew what deliverables they needed to deliver by the end of the semester, which was a new logo for that radio show that 
shows uh, and represents that radio show accurately. And then also a mini style guide. So that's going to show you how the logo works. It's going to also explain the color palette and also some typography. So that will also really help the radio show to kind of take that brand and run with it in the future. Um, but yeah, so we worked with each radio show individually. Uh, it was a little bit of a challenge working with multiple clients for sure. And I mean, it wasn't much different than working with a classroom though. Like we've been saying, Larry, it's kind of like herding cats a little bit, <laughs> but, it, but it all kind of turns out in the end. I knew it would. Excellent. Well, let's talk to some of your students that you have there. Why don't you introduce them? And uh, yeah, as each one comes up, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're working on for WVLP and uh, what your goal is after you graduate. So let's start with Amanda. Really? Oh, Whoever. Amanda. Okay. Amanda. Yeah. So this is Amanda. Um, and she is a senior art major and she can tell you a little bit more about, uh, the radio show host that she worked with and what she's been up to. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much. Hi, Esther and Larry. Okay, so I am a digital media major, as she said. I am a local photographer um, and just multimedia artist in general. Um, I've been working with Greg, Greg Kovac um, on the design for the portal. Um, I chose this one. Um, I knew that it was a prog rock channel, but I had to Google what prog rock was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's wonderful. Genres. Yeah. I'm not great at genres, but once I realized uh, what prog rock was, um, I knew it was the right one for me because I spent a lot of my, I'm kind of an untraditional student. <laughs> I'm 31 graduating. Um, but I spent a lot of my 20s going hopping music festivals and um, vending and doing things like that. So I definitely felt a connection to um, that genre. Um, so that's how I ended up working with Greg. And what's your progress with that in terms of, yeah, you're, I guess we're getting close to the uh, pres final presentation of each one of these things. So where are you at with his prog rock uh, show? Yeah, so um, I've got my three final logos. Two of them are a little bit similar, but different styles. Um, and the third one, see, I had a little bit of trouble because when I met Greg, he is a very like exuberant, almost like metal, like he almost reminds me of like a metal guy. So like I was trying to play off of like who he was while keeping like the aesthetic of, you know, the seventies and kind of psychedelic posters that he, um, he was kind of talking about. So that was a little bit of a struggle for me, um, which is how I ended up with two of like a similar kind of logo. Um, so I, we'll see. I, I haven't heard from him. so <laughs> We'll let him know because I'm regularly in touch with him because he's also the station manager for WVLP. So we'll, we'll do that. So sounds good. Thank you so much. And I guess we have Haley next. All right. Hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Haley. All right. Well, hi. I'm Haley. Hello. Um, I'm a senior studio art major. Um, I'm taking advanced design with Laura. Um, I've loved all the classes that I've taken with her so far. Um, and uh, similar to Amanda, I'm a multimedia artist. Um, I work a lot with oil paint. Um, I'm working on my senior thesis project right now that's wrapping up and um, all very large oil paintings. But I also work in graphic design. Um, I've done a little bit of web design. 
uh, digital art, ceramics, you name it. I've probably worked on it. Um, and I love all of them. It's very hard to pick one type of art that to focus on. I love doing it all. So what, yeah. uh, before you move on to like talk about your project, so what's your uh, post-graduation career? We, we failed to uh, ask Amanda that, but I really want to get that. What do you have in mind to what you want to do? That is a really great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what I'll be doing, but I would really like to go obviously into something studio design or, or studio art. But um, more so recently, I've been looking into graphic design more, even though um, my major is in studio arts. Um, I think working like, especially in this class, this uh, class setting and um, with WBLP, um, those like that kind of client setting in the graphic design world is something that definitely sparked my interest moving forward. Um, I think working on a team would be fantastic as well. Um, but I also really enjoy working by myself with the clients too. So um, I don't have anything specifically in mind. I would like to do some freelance stuff um, on the side until I can make that a main, a main source of it. So, so Haley, which um, radio show did you choose? So I chose guys being dudes and um, I knew that going into it, um, I was interested in many of the shows. Like I thought the jazz, I don't know all the names, but um, the jazz or the rock, like visually I had lots of ideas for those, but those seemed kind of traditional in my head and guys being dudes just stuck out, stuck out to me because it just seemed so different and like fresh, I guess, um, especially considering it's a Gen Z variety show. Um, I thought that that might be a challenge uh, design wise for me because it's not something that you can just typically like picture, you know, some kind yeah. of or design. So um, I also thought that like meme culture is really fun and I'm in meme, meme culture and it seems like a really cool show. Um, I listened to it a little bit before I started designing to get like a grasp of who they were, um, Kevin and and um, and, a and Aiden. Aiden. So. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I chose them. It's, and it's been really fun to come up with the designs that I've worked on so far. And they're the youngest hosts. Uh, most of the hosts are probably uh, what I would call 50 to death in, on the station. So they're some of the youngest hosts we have. So have you gotten any feedback from them yet? Um, so that is one thing that um, definitely was a challenge. At the start, I was reaching out quite a bit. And along the way, I was, wasn't getting any feedback. So I had to continue... Um, based off of what I researched, so from listening to the show and finding them on social media like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, kind of just grabbing like what they already put out um, and saw kind of what they were interested in, even though I didn't know who these people were, um, I could kind of grasp what they might be interested in, um, especially from their conversations online, I mean, um, over the radio. But they... I learned that I had the wrong contact information. And so <laughs> I'm finally in contact with them and I came up with designs despite being in contact with them. But now I'm moving <laughs> forward with, um, with what I have and um, I'm hoping to pull something together and work with them um, a little bit more to get their feedback directly. Cause I know some of the first designs I got um, for the first draft was from, from you, Larry. So I know. Um, it's really helpful. Well, I was trying to be the go-between. Was I said to the host, I said, you're missing a great opportunity here, and I want to make sure you guys are getting at least some feedback. So, well, thanks so much. We need to get LaKayla in here because we only have about four minutes left, believe it or not, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Hi, LaKayla. Hi there. Hi. So, Tell us name? about you. 
so I'm a RBA major, uh, unlike the other two who are uh, multimedia majors. Uh, I kind of decided with that one after some countless thinking because I'm more of a, at first, a traditional artist. So I like to like draw everything that I put out first before I actually put it onto a screen and start coloring and things like that. Uh, so, and you're also a freshman. Yes, I'm also. <laughs> so just starting off. Yeah, I'm just starting off as a freshman. This is my, uh, this is the second semester. So I did took graphic design the first year, which at first I didn't realize what I was getting into. All I knew was like, this is art. I love doing art. And so I'm going to take this leap. And then I really just end up enjoying it and just kept going for it. So what was, what, um, what did you like art-wise in high school? What did you favor? Uh, traditional, mainly just like drawing at first. I'm not very much of like a painter and we didn't really work with clay too much, but even though we did, I saw it was very complex with having to deal with like the scratching and making sure pieces stay together because if they don't, then it looks really lopsided and such like that. So I mainly stuck with just like drawing and like coloring and things like that. And real quickly, tell us about your project. We're getting to the last two minutes or so of the show. So tell us about your project with WVLP. Uh, so I work with uh, Bill Page, which their radio show is The Blues Drive. And when I first saw it, I realized like, oh, well, I'm kind of a musician. So I thought this would be really easy for me since uh, I played instruments before. And from there, I already had like multiple ideas coming from me. And so I just do what I usually do and draw it out on a piece of paper. And then I put it out onto a screen and then start um, adding the color palette and figure out what type of typography I should use and stuff like that. And have you been getting good feedback from them? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, when I first got the feedback back, I was like, geez, this is a little harsh, I think, but I can work <laughs> with it. And that's what I did. And I think it looks really great now. So I can't wait for more feedback. And it may be a little oh, early as a, fr as a freshman to figure out, but what do you think uh, your uh, post career will be? I mean, you're just coming into college, so maybe you haven't thought about that. Uh, I have a couple ideas. Like one was like, just kind of like going into like advertising industry because I kind of just want to see what my playing field might be like before I start taking off and trying to do my own business, like my teacher. I don't think I'm ready for that, even if I leave, uh, graduate for college. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. We'll uh, go back to Laura just real briefly here as we begin to wrap up. Uh, yeah, so. best of luck to all of you. Yeah. I'm so excited to see the results. We really, it's very important for WVLP to become more graphic because our, our website has been a disaster for a long time, which I've complained about. And I said, we need to have I did a whole series of headshots of a host, getting graphics in there, getting bios, getting the bios out of the people who were hard. But anyway, so we got just a little bit left, Laura. So tell us about just your website again and also anything about Valpo that you want to share just before we close out here. Well, I definitely want to share that um, Valpo also is a great place for any student who is looking to explore an art major or a digital media arts major or a comm major. These are all in the same department now. We are, uh, our art department and our communication department merged very recently. And so now we're the communication and visual arts department. 
And any student who wants to look us up is can go to the website valpo.edu forward slash CVA. And then also anyone looking to uh, a local business, looking to rebrand um, or create a new logo or needs help with web design or any kind of marketing materials that they might be working with, can also look me up at freeasabirddesigns.com. Well, we appreciate you coming on. That's Laura Krepp. She's an MFA assistant professor and also independent designer at Valpo University. And we also like to thank Amanda, Haley, and LaKayla for sharing their work on the WVOP project. And uh, happy graduation to two of you. So thank you so yeah. much for being on Art on the Air. Yeah, best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Art on the Air, WVLP 103.1 FM and on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. We would like to welcome Kevin Firm to Art on the Air. Kevin is an artist working in multiple disciplines. His work in pastels is exceptional. The series of water plants are especially inspiring. Some recent sculpture work has been informed by the shapes and interplay of the water plant series. Kevin, with his brother Leo, own and operate Glen L. Firm and Associates, Associates in Beverly Shores, an eclectic art and office supply business with the addition of the Ellen Firm Gallery, named in honor of their wonderful mother. Kevin, Larry, and I would like to thank you for joining us on Art on the Air. Kevin, it's great to see you. Yeah, thanks for asking me to do this. Oh, just a pleasure. Thank you. Well, Kevin, I usually like to start off with the first question so people can get to know you, kind of your background. I always like to phrase it like how you got from where you were to where you are now. So tell us all about yourself. Well, I've uh, I grew up in Beverly Shores and uh, uh, went to uh, grade school at St. Pat's in Chesterton. Um, and I was starting, we used to do, what is it, art on Fridays. Uh, but we always did art in grade school. So I started drawing then. And uh, I remember, um, I'm back to where I was doing this uh uh, I used to do, I love to do ponds and uh, cubist stuff in grade school, cubist drawings, or we were doing one cubist drawing, but I love to do these, the intense color, the deep color and uh, water. And uh, did your, did your teachers encourage you and did they, you know, did they notice yeah. your talent early? Yeah. Yeah. Later it came out that it was kind of interesting, but. Yeah, I was drawing trees and stuff, and uh, so, yeah. So you had to I do was, all the I class art projects. Off, I remember going off by myself and drawing birds and looking at birds and the colors, and then I would go back into the school and do it, draw birds, do a bird drawing, and then put the colors in, too, so acting very oddly in grade school. <laughs> so that was... Uh, that was beginning. And then I uh, went to uh, Marquette High School in Michigan City and um, took some, had a good art teacher. And so that incur he encouraged me and picked up on the town that I was working. And so I was doing some nice drawings then. And he really liked what I was doing. And I was kind of one of the star pupils at the time. Uh, but that that all goes way back. But it um, later I picked up with him and started drawing these. We went out and would draw these water plants and uh, together and with uh, watercolor. But um, 
Uh, I went was going to. I went to grad undergrad at DePaul University, and uh, we. Uh, uh, I was painting, doing oil painting and sculpture, and I had a an art history and studied everything. I took all the art classes I could take, and. Uh, uh, so that was a great experience to be in Chicago at DePaul and uh, have access to all the galleries and uh, we were going to openings and um, it was a great experience. It was a nice art center. Um, but were you drawing, um, were you doing watercolor then or when did you, were you doing the pastel work at that point? No, I was doing oil paint. I was doing abstract oil painting and some still life and abstract oil painting then. And, um, but my, and then some, uh, the sculpture was uh, conceptual and I would do installations. I think I did a performance at one point, but I was interested in uh, uh, earth art and installations and uh, some performance and uh, um, I was pretty hip then too. And then uh, <laughs> concept stuff. So uh, translating, uh, translating concepts. And then I was going around saying painting was dead and, <laughs> and uh, would do uh, uh, frames. And then, uh, so it was kind of an earlier uh, I, growth and, earlier progress into photography and um, and drawing and using color but I've got more conservative after with the, doing these plants instead of doing more conceptual work but I I always had problems documenting and exhibiting and, and explaining where I was because I would have to do a long sheet of explanation uh, to uh, show to talk about what I was doing um, but the current work is, uh, well, then I went to, I was out for a while. I was making sculpture and I had a real, uh, a focus on sculpture. I was finished. I was, uh, finished undergrad with making these big constructions and then installing them in a landscape. And that grew into, uh, Kevin, uh, where was that? Where did you install? Where were the installations? Uh, I think I did one at the, National Lakeshore. I had a piece buried, a wedge, about a 12 foot wedge, plywood wedge buried in, in the set on one of the dunes and would photograph it as it got covered up from the wind and the sand. But the, um, it all, there was a, a strong wind and it covered it up right away. So it just left <laughs> a little corner, little corner. No showing. slow motion there. Yeah, no. So that was interesting. I was doing other installations too. I would make real clean objects uh, and then install them and take pictures of them in the landscape at the, at the dunes. So I, I had grown up there. And so I know that area really well and, uh, and Beverly Shores and uh, drew a lot of my inspiration from the woodlands and the, uh, the, the lake shore and the lake and um so Beautiful the wetlands marsh. are kind of a growth. Yeah, the wetlands 
were kind of a growth into that too. So I went, I used to go up to the Galeen River and draw these plants with my high school, former high school teacher, uh, Pete Sanders. And I, uh, so we were doing watercolors up at the Galeen River and I was taking photographs. And uh, then he moved away and I uh, was making sculpture too. I did a big installation. I decided to do a masterwork after undergrad and did a big piece of 16 feet high, 20, 26 feet long, 12 feet deep in front of the um, Michigan City Public Library. So uh, after doing that, I had no place to put it. So uh, <laughs> it, it, I would screw it together, then unscrew it. So I had all the parts sitting around and I think I used them for my roof in the Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's like you know you get work together and there's no place to put it and it just right so uh uh the current work i and i then i went to i was doing undergrad i mean uh after undergrad i was doing started doing welded sculpture i went up to bennington college and worked with larry poons and tim scott uh uh sculptors that that were doing the summer program at bennington so I started welding there and then uh, uh, people see it as going backwards and making welded sculptures. So I was doing that for quite a while until I got into uh, applied for graduate work at, uh, I think I was accepted a number of places. I decided I would go to Bard for a while, upstate New York and in, in, uh, uh, near uh, Red Hook or Kingston, New York. But then I was accepted uh, later at uh, uh, Notre Dame. So I got a fellowship there. So I went there for my undergrad. Um, it was more structured than Bard was. Uh, Bard was based on the mountain, Black Mountain School. But um, I did really well and I really enjoyed working at Notre Dame. Uh, I had some great space and uh, good teachers and uh, really enjoyed the, the workspace and was able to make some large pieces, which I still have. They're like the, uh, the early one I did, it's still with me. Um, although I've had people uh, interested in one of the pieces, one of the large ones, I was making, I made A-frames so I could make 12 foot high pieces. So one of them was 12 foot high by about, uh, 16 feet across and then uh, 10 feet deep, big steel piece that was quite a monster. Where is um, it now? It's in Leo's yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, heavy to move and uh, probably needs a home. But um, uh, I went back to uh, home and was working on things and uh, I think welding. Uh, my big drive for graduate schools to make big pieces or use heavier things than I needed, than I could lift up. And I was the early, my earlier uh, idea was to make things that were able that I could pick up and uh, move easily. So I'm back to that now, uh, having run out of room uh, with the sculptures <laughs> I did before. And uh, they're hard to move. And uh, although I was making 
I didn't make them that hard to move. The larger pieces are, uh, I need A-frames and I still have the ones I made. So I'm using those again now. I'm making on a making a big piece, but a lot of the pieces now that are are smaller, and I'm using uh, Forge. And uh, I was blacksmithing then too with uh, when I was at Notre Dame, and then I was I went to for grad, graduate school, did a show, and then they asked me to teach there too. So I was teaching there for about six years. And uh, making work was using drawing or sculpture. What were you teaching? Sculpture. I was teaching sculpture, and uh, I made prints there too before I was in undergrad. But my major emphasis was sculpture, and I was drawing too. I kept this the plants going through uh, uh, graduate school too. So I was I would draw and then I would make sculpture, and derive the uh, the sculpture from the plants. Um. The sculpture, though, was my big emphasis, and so I was um, teaching there. I was doing linear, the plants in you know, line drawings, studies for looking for shapes. So uh, uh, now it's, um, I would do a draw. I would, uh, I, I had done different colored pieces, too. The drawings had taken on a, a a local color or a color that was, I would, I was doing some that were, uh, the plants are green. And so I would make drawings out of, out of orange. It's complement and, uh, orange and red. I was doing that for a while and did a show up at Lakeside gallery and then, uh, decided that, uh, uh, after a while I was making these and decided that there was more, I was getting more from the color of the plants themselves and there was more color in them than more variety than I was doing with the, uh, the orange paint and orange drawings. So I went to just using green and decided not to fight the space. I was compressing the space in some of the drawings I decided to let them uh, have the space that, that, that were in the photographs. And uh, so these became uh more although it's a shallow space uh it's a uh the plants have their own give their own space to them uh yeah they're so rich and alive i just oh thanks oh they're so gorgeous and you've dedicated decades to doing these plants. I just, and I've seen the evolution of them and they just, they're just glorious. I just want everybody to see them. They're just so beautiful. Oh, thanks. You're listening to Art on the Air, WVLP 103.1 FM and on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. Where can they see them? Do you have them on regular display or what kind of exhibiting do you do, Kevin? Well, I have a few at the, I keep a few around the Ellen Fern Gallery at the store, Glen Fern is those kids. Um, I'm going to be in this show coming up at uh, uh, the Box Factory. I got a piece in, a drawing in. Uh, I'm not sure when that is, May or something. It's a group show in, in uh, St. Joe, Benton Harbor, St. Joe. Uh, so tell us, since you also teach, and you're teaching at, at also at Valparaiso, uh, I, I believe currently, how do you teach sculpture? I mean, it's a it's a different kind of a whole different discipline. But you know, how would you approach that with the students that are interested in 
doing what you do? Well, I'm not teaching at Valpo anymore. Uh, I had a, it was seven problems fell in the class. Uh, they changed their curriculum or so the, uh, uh, all the art majors weren't required to take my class. And so it, uh, there wasn't that many at the point at that point, uh, that needed to take it. So I wasn't, it's been, a uh, like three years or so, uh, since I had a class, maybe four, uh, be much before COVID and, uh, uh, but teaching sculpture is uh, getting people to think in terms of three dimensions instead of two. So we look around, uh, for example, I was having them carve a block of plaster and you draw, do drawings on each side, all four sides of the plaster and work out the, uh, the shape that's going to be inside. Or um, sometimes you just start and try to get a feel for the volume in the in the block too. Uh, but we were working with. Uh, I start them out with working instead of with two dimensions. We work with maybe a relief or something to maybe as a transition piece. But then we get into. Uh, uh, volume right away, as soon as possible. I had some I was doing paper sculpture with and we would make a, a cube and learn some of the techniques of cutting paper and go from a cube to uh, different shapes and then to a uh, like a diorama so you could uh, see uh, a space in three dimensions and work in that three dimensional space. It got kind of complicated, but um, I was doing that too for a while. You know what um, I'm interested in is Kevin. How did the 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 recent sculptures that I saw and I, I and recent for me is like before before the pandemic. Um, how did the glass and the wire sculpture come together for you? They're just so beautiful. I was making a series of uh uh, line of the sand or uh, different topics. I did an iron curtain series at one point and I was forging uh, metal. I made a gas forge and was doing a lot of those parts. A lot of them <clears throat> started forging more seriously then and was doing uh, uh, in graduate school up too, I was forging. Uh, but uh, these pieces were uh, heavy material and they were forged in a gas forge or bent. So I was, I started with those and then uh, went into these uh, now into had a problem buying that material again or finding it. They were drops from slabs, so they were heavy. But then I got into, I had to, I couldn't get the metal anymore. So I was buying these, uh, this round stock and forging them into uh from the, some of the shapes that I was looking at in the drawing, in the plant drawings and forging them into uh, uh, different shapes and like using them like a drawing in space. So I was looking at them as a volumetric uh, study. Uh, I've always liked line drawing. I've, a lot of my drawings are line drawings or based on line. So I was, it was a natural uh, progression from 
drawing into drawing in space. And um, so I was putting some of them together. Uh, and I did a show in Miller at the uh, gallery, the Marshall Gardner Center for the Arts. Uh, yeah, beautiful space. Yeah, just great. And I was able to fill it. And uh, the glass people I was working with at, from my class at VU, we collaborated and did a class of glass for the students. They were interested in collaborating on something because they saw all the work. And so I made some glass, some uh, steel drawings uh, that would incorporate uh, a glass piece. So I made a volume in the middle and then uh, and would bend the pieces around the middle and, and make this drawing with the, the steel things, steel piece pieces. Um, so it, uh, it would, it would accept the glass volume. Uh, so it was enclosed. And then we blew the, 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 uh, Brian and, um, Dave at the hot shop, uh, were, had blown in, uh, a piece. I picked out the color and kind of tell them where, where I wanted it. And then they blew it in and they're very good. And I'm not that I can blow a little bit, but I, I don't have that much air. <laughs> and, uh, say so they blew it in and, and could make it expand into this, uh, into the volume. And so it was really nice. Uh, the pieces looked like, were, like they were part of the, the steel piece. So, um, I know I it's really very, it's very, that. it's like you would find it almost in, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I was taking a walk and found one, you know, they just kind of, they work so beautifully together, kind of like your plant drawings, you know, it's just. Well, Kevin, we're coming close to the end. I wanted to ask you how COVID impacted you both in terms of your work and just personally, was it a creative period or not? Or, you know, just briefly tell us that. Yeah, I started a large piece since nothing was happening and I had no meetings or anything going on in the evenings. It was nice because I had lots of free time to work. Um, so I was started this large piece that I'm work, still working on. I'm working on on and off. I'll do a drawing and then uh, when I run out of material, I'll do a drawing and then go back to this piece. Uh, so I'm back on it now and besides uh, it's a going to be a big sphere of these uh, forged elements and uh, with lots of activity around the outside with the twisted pieces. It's uh, uh, each step is a project because I have to reach in and weld and uh, I don't know how I'm going to finish it, but because I have to reach in and weld on the inside and I was, I have to look at the weld. I can't do it blind. I'm not that good, and uh, so I don't know. I'll I have to work. I can I can stop by and hold a mirror up for you. Thanks. I can. Yeah. Well, Kevin, we have to almost wrap it up. There, it's just gone. This uh, interview's gone really quick. Any uh, contact information, website, Facebook, how people can see your work online? I'm on Facebook, uh, and I'm uh, at the store at Glen Firm Associates on US Uh, 12 there, and uh, yeah. So you can, almost can't miss it, just as you're coming up to Broadway there. So, well, we appreciate you coming on Art in the Air. This Kevin Firm, 
artist in many, many disciplines, but most notably is in sculptor. You can find out information about him uh, on Facebook, and you can also find out information at the uh, Ellen Firm Gallery and the Glen Firm store right there on US 12, not just short of Broadway. Kevin, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air. Thank you for asking me. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really Kevin. enjoyed this. You've been listening to Art in the Air, and we'd like to thank our guests this week on WVLP 103.1 FM and Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, our weekly program covering arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. Art in the Air is heard every Friday at 11 a.m. and rebroadcast Monday at 5 p.m. on WVLP. Art in the Air streams live at WVLP.org and is rebroadcast on Monday at 5 p.m. Plus is also heard on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM every Sunday at 7 p.m. Also streaming live at LakeshorePublicRadio.org and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. Our spotlight interviews are also heard Wednesdays on Lakeshore Public Radio. Thanks again to Greg Kovach, WVLP Station Manager, and Tom Maloney, Vice President of Radio Operations for Lakeshore Public Radio. Our theme music is by Billy Foster with a vocal by Renee Foster. Art in the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant and the National Endowment for the Arts. Underwriters for Art in the Air, Walt Breidinger of Paragon Investments, and Marilyn Van, Arts Patron. Art in the Air is always looking for financial support. We'd like to thank our current supporters. If you're looking to support Art in the Air... Esther and I especially would invite you to become an underwriter of this program in particular. We have information on our website at breck.com slash AOTA. You can find out support information there. So don't just be an Art on the Air listener. Become a supporter or underwriter in whatever amount you're able to do so so we continue to bring you great content and this great local programming. And like I say every week, don't give till it hurts. Give till it feels good. And you'll feel so good about supporting Art on the Air. Information about Art in the Air is available at our website, breck.com slash AOTA. That's breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com slash AOTA. That includes a complete show archive, spotlight interviews, plus our show is available on multiple podcast platforms, including NPR One. Please like us on Facebook, Art on the Air, WVLP, for information about upcoming shows and interviews. If you're interested in being a guest or send us information about your arts, arts-related event, or exhibit, please email us at aota at breck.com. That's aota at breck, B-R-E-C-H, dot com, or contact us through our Facebook page. Your hosts were Larry Breckner and Esther Golden, and we invite you back next week for another episode of Art on the Air. Aloha, everyone. Have a splendid week. Express yourself through art. And show the world your heart Express yourself through art And show the world your heart You're in the know with Esther and Larry Art on the air today Stay in the know with Larry and Esther Art on the air our way Express yourself through art And show the world your heart Express yourself through art and show the world your heart.